everybody, this is Raul Ramirez of the Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we strive really hard uh, to keep real wrestling alive. Thank you very much for watching or listening. Um, you know, thank you very much for your support. Um, so let's go ahead and kind of get into some of the stuff that's been going on uh, recently. So we still have the UCLA class going. It's, it, I think it's actually going really well. Um, we're, they're already in the middle of their quarter. So we just have a few weeks left before winter break and like all the holiday stuff. So, um, but it seems like they're, um, uh, you know, they're young adults. So, um, everyone's getting the hang of everything. So, um, yeah, so hopefully you can see some of them, uh, at least some of the ones that are into, uh, maybe competing and stuff, maybe you can get some people competing and all that. So hopefully that can happen. Um, so we also have our class at Fight Science MMA. Um, and then we also have, of course, if you're nowhere near Los Angeles, uh, we also have our um, online CWA Academy on our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. Uh, I believe uh, it should all be linked in the description box below, uh, whether um, you listen to the podcast or um, you know, watch it on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. So it should, it should all be there hopefully. Um, but with regards to the, the podcast, there's going to be a little bit of a problem, um, with, with the podcast temporarily. Um, so we had to uh, change where the, the video or the audio files are hosted. Um, so, uh, it's, it's back up on Spotify. Um, but I think on, Apple and uh, Google, I think it's it's just going to take a few more days before everything's refreshed, and then um, it's taking the the podcast from uh, the new uh, place where all the video or audio files are hosted. Um, but that should be it, sh it should work itself out within the next few days. Uh, also, Spotify already already um, you know converted over to the new source. Um, so with that, that being said, um, the podcast won't have the advertisement on it anymore. So it'll be all hosted through us, through our website. So, um, so, so that, that's going to be the main difference. You'll just be able to hear the audio straight, um, like whatever topic we're talking about, we'll, we'll just get into it. We don't have to have any advertisements unless somebody wants to, uh, advertise on our podcast or whatever. We're, uh, maybe we can talk about that. So just throwing that out there. Um, okay. So with that being said, um, it was so it was really interesting. I don't know how old this video is, but one of my friends shared this on their social media. Uh, it was a clip from. It's probably like the intro of one of Craig Jones's uh, instructional videos, and it seems like his thing is about not like how not to get choked. But in the mean, or in that same video where he's talking about it or explaining how, uh, or introducing the idea of not getting choked, he actually, um, like I guess, like inadvertently um, shared the way people used to think about chokes. Nowadays, it seems, especially based on the comments we get on our social media sometimes, it seems like uh, some people like just like uh, what chokes are. Or their religion or something they think they, they they apparently cannot do grappling without chokes 
and uh, they they get really upset when they realize that um, that chokes weren't part of professional catch wrestling, and they hadn't been a part of catch wrestling for the longest time. Um, so uh, people start inventing this m mythical past where everyone was choking each other and whatnot. You know, people even put videos where they distort like the sayings of uh, Frank Gotch and whatnot. Um, it's really pathetic because then it, it just shows their lack of ability. And so who backs me up with that, right? So Earl Caddick, we, we've actually, uh, we were talking about Earl Caddick uh, in the last, uh, the last talk we had, right? The last live stream or podcast. Um, so Earl Caddick was one of the greatest catch wrestling champions. He was one of the two wrestlers who uh, sold out Madison Square Garden. It was one of the last legit pro wrestling events in history. Um, and so he was interviewed uh, because he, um, I don't know if you guys remember the part about where where I had uh, the video of Mike Chapman, the, his, the wrestling historian, talk about Earl Caddick. And he, Earl said that, um, or one of the things that kind of, hurt wrestling is just like earl he went to to the military during world war one and uh, but while he was there he was the coach or kind of like the wrestling coach for the soldiers and in an interview he talked about how he can tell if someone was a newbie right or and he he said if someone was green right so in that case um he said the way to tell is if they're trying to choke each other Right, so some you see someone trying to choke another person, then you can tell they're not high level, right? But you fast forward, you know, hundred years later, and um, like choking is part of the dominant uh, grappling style, and so it's it's so much a part of it that people feel like uh, like you know if if, if there's no it, it's actually kind of weird, right? Because people will accept amateur wrestling that it doesn't have any submissions whatsoever and they're like oh that's real wrestling but then um when you let them know uh the rules of like like authentic catch wrestling where uh the chokes are barred right it's basically you're just barring like three techniques fundamentally you have the you're barring the guillotine you're barring with the bulldog choke that everyone like seems to uh be like just in love with nowadays even though you're not seeing it uh, uh, so much in grappling. You're not seeing it happen so many times, but you do have a couple famous instances like Ben Askren being able to get it in his UFC uh, match and whatnot. And then so, so the three ones, so Bulldog, Rear Naked, and Guillotine, right? Um, so just three techniques that that weren't really used and then the people who were calling themselves stranglers and whatnot, they were really doing uh, headlock variations, right? So um, so there's that. But then you, you see how uh, just nowadays things have changed so much that people, it's, it's almost like, like I, like I said, it's like their religion, the, the choking religion or whatever, where um, they just can't imagine grappling without chokes. Whereas like they're still like, it seems like a million other things you can be doing, right? And you know, it it seems as though, um, like, so like I, I mentioned, it, I keep on bringing it up, uh, where there was that fight where it's like someone who's arguably one of the best grapplers that we have.
Gary Tonnen not able to choke a lower level grappler uh, out or not to get any choke right on a low, low level grappler in a real match in the MMA match that he had uh, in one championship. So, um, so yeah, the chokes aren't, aren't like definite. They aren't the end all be all and whatnot. And so like I briefly mentioned with Earl Caddick, uh, talking about like uh, people trying to choke each other shows like their lack of skill. Um, let's go ahead and have someone that people seem to revere a modern person, uh, Craig Jones, who, um, that would probably not necessarily agree with uh, what I have to say or whatever. And he he definitely is joking in this video clip that I want to share with you. Um, but even though he's joking, uh, he kind of ends up explaining the way people used to think about uh, chokes in the past, right? They, they didn't, well, actually we might as well, uh, let's let Craig explain it. And then... Uh, What's it called? Uh, then we'll we'll get back. We'll, we'll break it down. Have you ever been stuck in a position and thought, "How the fuck did I get here?" I'm ten times better than this clown. Well, one of those positions is going to be guillotines and front head attacks. Quite often, a inferior grappler could easily latch onto a guillotine of a superior grappler, and that person <clears throat> will actually get the submission. Right. It's the reason grapplers are scared to shoot takedowns. We're scared to shoot because if we pull guard, we're safe. This guy's never going to submit us. If we take a shot and we're shit at wrestling, especially us Australians, what happens is we get put in a guillotine, we get tapped by some arsehole that we're better at jujitsu than. So today, what we're going to be covering in great detail is guillotine escapes, anaconda and das escapes, and specific, I mean specifically all the variations of guillotine. Arm in, <clears throat> high wrist, high elbow. As I say many times in this, those are the three main ones. If uh, people are telling you there's many more, they're lying to you. <clears throat> those are the main variations of guillotine. So when I'm done with this today, and when you're done watching this, you won't be getting submitted by those arsehole blue belts that suck everywhere else. You're going to be able to expand your game, take shots, shoot up from guard, and have complete faith that we can complete those submission escapes and continue on to beating grapplers we are better than all right so did you get that did you <laughs> um that, that's the thing it's like um so he even without uh, really trying and he was like he, obviously he's totally joking and uh, but i mean stuff like that happens where it's like you get caught in a choke or you got you get, you get caught in the guillotine and all that and then all of a sudden the match is over um um so that's one of the ways that people also thought of the chokes where it's like it doesn't necessarily show dominance or control uh when it's so um easy to to get caught in one right so um but the neck crank shows control because you're using it to um roll someone over usually that that's the thing where it shows the control is where you actually use it to make someone move right so toe holds can make people roll over because they're uncomfortable so then you will make them roll over onto their back that was one of the main things in the gotch hackenschmidt match where uh, hackenschmidt was scared of of gotch's toe holds he said so right and he and even though gotch didn't necessarily uh use the toe holds to submit people uh but he actually got got uh, Hackenschmidt to 
pin himself. So uh, that's the thing. A lot of times these these holds, again, first and foremost, they're wrestling holds, but then you can use them to show control. And a lot of times you control the person so much that they roll themselves over onto their backs and pin themselves, or you, you know, you get them into a pin position um, so that you show that control, right? So that's one of the the main things that um, you'll talk or like you know, I'm talking about, but then we're gonna hear someone like Craig Jones mention it, where it's like he's talking about like uh, again, it's like don't let these blue belts uh, like submit you in these types of positions because you're better than them and whatnot. So that's actually really similar to uh, the way people used to think about it at that uh, back in the, the the golden era of catch wrestling as well. So this is one of the things also um, that Billy Robinson said to me as well. So that's why it kind of resonated a lot uh, with me when I when I heard when I heard this video or whatever. Um, even though I know it's it's a joke or whatever, but um, there's a lot there's a there's like a a bit of truth to that, All right? So let's go ahead and. Um, um, I just get to some of your comments because you guys are already commenting. So um, I think we'll maybe we'll, we'll we'll get to some of your comments and then we'll kind of um, unpack this a little bit more. Um, and then um, maybe we'll play it again if you guys have any questions or for those of you who might have missed it. So Luchador uh, 1764. All right. So I'd even go as far as to say you you're only banning two techniques, front strangle and rear strangle. Yeah, I guess like the bulldog would be like a uh you can consider a variation of of that where it's like a side strangle or whatever but um but it'd be kind of like a variation of like the rear strangle instead of you just being behind their back you're kind of just more alongside of them right but you still be in the orientation of the the rear strangle i guess um uh, again luchador 1764 and really you could distill it down to just one technique naked strangles yeah, so when the basically when the arm is underneath the chin, that that's that's it really, and, that, and that's kind of how they described it in the old rules. Um, you'll see it in you know several old wrestling manuals, right? Like they they often would include the rules of catch wrestling, and you know that was one of them, right? Uh, Shin Hee E, hello, what's the topic today? So topic is Craig Jones. Uh, in the intro of, it, it appears to be uh, probably some, some uh, you know, like how not to get choked uh, instructional. He talks about um, like not getting choked by these lower level grapplers and, um, and the, he'll, he'll show you how not to. But he kind of talks about like his attitude in that video shows actually the attitude that people used to have towards chokes in general. Um, gridiron masters. I have been wearing wrestling shoes at my jujitsu school for years, and apparently I have been told to stop wearing them. I don't understand it at all. It's just protective equipment like mouth guards. And then you have another, th let me go and scroll down. Had to vent, sorry. Would a neck crank be a more effective and safer choice in a street fight rather than a choke? Uh, quite often, yeah, you can get a submission um, way faster with a neck crank or you can control someone 
much faster because you can you can make them turn and like like I was talking about earlier a lot of these pain positions you'll get a pain compliance so you get you make people move uh, in ways that you direct right so if you need someone on their back you know face up um, or even face down right which is uh, even more safe like if you're trying to restrain somebody uh, you you would probably want them actually face down and then you can um, um, you, you know you can restrain them easier right um, like if you know I don't want to talk about like law enforcement or putting on handcuffs and stuff like that but you know it, if they're face down it'll make it easier uh, to put handcuffs on behind their back and stuff like that but um, if they're face down and if they're more flat so if they're not in like a turtle position or like a referee's position uh, they're actually quite defenseless so doesn't mean they're completely defenseless but if you can use these neck cranks either to get a submission or to make people move into these uh, more defenseless positions then they are more effective right and of course you can you know like you don't want to talk about like really hurting someone but yeah a neck crank could really hurt someone like really bad and um and granted you don't have like if you have a choke on really well you're only going to have like a short amount of time before they'll pass out um but in that amount of time you know they can flail around and like hurt you a lot um, a lot of times the the you would have more control over how they move with the neck crank right because like when you're choking someone especially like a rear naked choke or something like that um like you can get taken for a ride all right so go ahead and keep on asking your question oh yeah get let's uh, kind of address uh, gridiron masters thing about um wearing wrestling shoes uh, to his practice yeah you should be able to wear whatever you want um but yeah you could still be respectful of their gym or whatever um but um it shouldn't matter too much because like say like i teach at an mma gym and uh, they don't mind like because a bunch of people will wear shoes because they're they're protective you know wrestling shoes you know not just like their street shoes right <laughs> um because yeah they are protective of you know the foot and the ankles and whatnot um but it totally gives you a lot of like really good grip uh, a lot of helps your leverage and all that um so there's a lot more power that you can have uh when you have the wrestling shoes on so um you know just see if they let you wear them that it's great um but like you'd also have to think about um say where you want to be competing if you want to be doing nogi then um uh then you know you might you know you might need to get used to not wearing shoes if you want to do mma or whatever you have to kind of get used to not wearing shoes as well so um yeah up to you up to you um yeah, if you want to compete in catch wrestling then great great <laughs> all right shinhee so i think craig jones isn't really well known for chokes i would like to wear wrestling shoes so i don't get mat burn on top of my foot while shooting my rule is neck crank is for those nasty guys um yeah i mean you i mean or if you're in a catch wrestling gym or in a catch wrestling class then it's totally fine uh to be neck cranking people but yeah like uh, I, I know shin he has said that like he's been in jujitsu uh situations where uh you know the people in the school you know they they complain if if you know people try to do like neck cranks or stuff that's like not so ibjjf compliant 
Uh, and actually, I was in a. I used to teach at a jujitsu gym as well, where people were concerned of about that because they were re- that, that school was really into IBJJF rules and doing the IBJJF competition. So uh, they wanted to just make sure that everything that was being taught was compliant uh, with the, the 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 main rules that a lot of the world goes by. So. Um, yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, like if you if you're not from like the 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 IBJJF world, you'd be kind of surprised at how um how many how many people subscribe to all those rules. Right. Yeah, and and Craig Jones is really well known for his leg locks and stuff. But uh, the whole thing is where it's like um um where it's I think it's his point where um you know he's talking about like you know like a lot of like there's different reasons why someone wouldn't necessarily shoot because the idea or the possibility of getting caught in a choke um is there especially for people who aren't really good at wrestling so like he says like if you're australian like like he is um then wrestling is not there's not their strength so uh it's really easy for them to get caught um so and so that's one of one of his points. Right? All right, Gridiron Masters. I'm the only one who doesn't pull guard, so I can work takedowns. So I don't know why they would complain about grip if they are just going to put themselves on the map. Yeah, seriously, um, that's a really good point because uh, yeah, a lot of times they'll just sit down um, or you know, like they'll be in like uh, open guard or seated guard or whatever and uh they'll they'll want you to work from there so they kind of set up they, they set up the the beginning of the game and then you you know you being like the wrestler or whatever you just you just have to comply with with how they start right and usually they just sit down right so we're, we we go to them and uh and they still complain right is that is that kind of what's going on gridiron masters um where it's like uh, you're just you're just wanting one you're just wanting one little concession, right? Like to wear your shoes, and uh, and you're basically just complying with however they want to roll, however they want to grapple, and uh, then they still complain about your one little thing, right? Shinhi E, yeah, he doesn't like IBJF rules. Uh, that's what got BJJ weak. All right, and um, well, that there's a lot to be said about that. Where um, a lot of nogi has changed so far away from IBJJF rules that um, you have like uh, like organizations like Flow Grappling, uh, where they have their events and uh, they're like you know they're allowing so many more like leg locks and whatnot, so that um, that's becoming like nogi grappling where uh, there's fewer rules. And it's so much that way that IBJJF had to allow more leg locks and stuff in their, um, like it, in their competition, right? So, because before it was, it was just, it was really all you can do is like, what is it, straight ankle lock, like the Achilles lock. And then what they think they allowed, what, toe holds or something. And then um, they're allowing a few more. Um, but yeah, they had a lot of restrictions on like how you can get into it and, uh, what's Ill- what what leg position is legal and whatnot, but like the modern nogi game is like so leg lock heavy that um, even um, like blue belts are allowed to be just going after leg locks and way more free than 
IBJ, IBJJF blue belt rules, right? So then it's, it's so much more free at all the, all the belt levels except white that IBJJF had to, um, had to change. Uh, but I think I, I know that they, what they, uh, they, they weren't as, they didn't change so much for the gi competition. I think they added a little bit, but like not as much as um, the, the no gi division. Yeah, so I think uh, Shinhi, like about the rules and stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of the same idea as catch wrestling, where you know we had like the the like the pro version of it, and then as things progressed over time, you know, as, as um, like say like Olympic wrestling, uh, they instantly barred the all submission holds, and then later, then they started adding time limits and then uh, points and all that. So then you see how uh the the style can progress so far away from the root that it becomes something different so shinhi is talking about like um uh he believes that uh the that rule set which is actually the kind of like the dominant rule set can make it weaker and so uh if you want to talk about some results then yeah you you have a lot of these uh ibjjf champions who compete in the flow grappling events against uh, say like 10th planet people or other other um gyms so like the ones that that craig jones comes from or uh other people who are kind of more outsiders and um these ibjjf world champions get submitted or you know they get beat right so um it's uh like it doesn't give them enough time like if they're spending the majority of their time competing or training for ibjjf rules then when they accept these outside events or the outside matches um it doesn't give them enough time to train to like adopt and be proficient in all these types of uh, other leg locks that they're not being able to use uh, in their regular competitions right so yeah it can it can be detrimental i think one of the persons that i um that i recall the most in the situation but who who is Doing pretty well is um, uh, Kennedy Maciel. He is Cobrina's son. He's doing pretty well, but you're not really seeing him um, like doing all these leg locks and stuff. You're seeing him uh, actually kind of wrestle a little bit where he does try to just do the standard like passing guard. And um, uh, I think he won a match. I think it was against Gio Martinez from um, 10th Planet where um, uh, basically he just was able to pass the guard and kind of stay on top. Whereas Gio kept uh, putting him in scenarios where there was the potential for a submission hold. Um, but I think because Maciel ended up staying on top uh, most of the time, then they gave the match to Kennedy. So, um, so you'll see some people like that, but you're not necessarily seeing um, them like, like you're not seeing the norm where it's like, you're seeing a lot of these people who are world champ, world IBJJF champions, and then they just instantly become champions in um, like these more free uh, submission-only type events. Okay, Shinhee. A lot of BJJ schools don't do much takedowns because of limited space, and they don't they don't know how to teach it safely. About sixty percent of jujitsu injuries happen during the stand-up drill. Do we have a real, do you have a real study? <laughs> 60%. Uh, 
Great. But yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of this, again, I think that also shows like, but I do, I do know that it's like takedowns aren't really taught. It's not the most common of things, unless it's like a judo school. Um, gridiron masters, they are just adamant about tradition, quote unquote, traditional jujitsu, even though shoes have been worn for over a century in grappling. It's a wake up call for me that I've gone as far as I can go with takedowns here. Mm, yeah, very true. Um, are you, uh, well, I would say, you know, like it, it, a wake up call, but like say, if you're interested in competing in Nogi, um, you'll definitely want to get used to competing against how they roll because, you know, that that's the type of a fight you'll be up against, you know, if, if you're, if you compete in Nogi. So, um, yeah, see if you can't work uh, some of these uh, takedowns or a lot of these takedown principles, uh, if you can convert them to once you're on the mat, once you're down. Because in catch wrestling, there are a lot of techniques that you can you can use in a standing position to take someone down or if you're on the ground to take some to, to roll someone over. Not necessarily take them down because you're already down, but to roll someone over, uh, you can use these same positions uh, once you're on the on the ground as well. So see if you can start working those, uh, like a lot of these wrestling moves that that like these front headlocks type things or like kind of like cow catcher type positions. We call it half halch in England, um, but a lot of these positions can help you roll the person over onto their backs or um, say like the three-quarter Nelson is basically the setup for uh, the, the Darce, right? The Darce choke, which is really popular. And it's actually, uh, you know, it's a pretty high percentage move, right? Once you get used to it. So see if you can't, um, see if you can't find your wrestling um, in, in your no-gi practice. Shinhee. I am sure there is a way to practice leg lock safely. Shouldn't hate it. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a plenty of ways, plenty of ways to practice it safely. Because so, like I, I I tell people all the time, like I, I usually practice nogi at Tenth Planet and West LA, and um, yeah, it, the warm up is leg lock practice. So you 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 um, you. Uh, go through a series of leg locks so you can kind of get used to flowing from leg lock to leg lock and um it, it you know it's also kind of used as the warm-up you know kind of get your knees warm nice and uh warm and stretched out and stuff so um you don't really get injured while you're rolling later um so yes there's plenty of safe ways to do it All right, um, Shinhi. One catch wrestler once said, "Wrestling shoes is a handle, which makes it easier to get the hold." So I think that's why he's saying it. He'd rather not wear it. Um, yeah, it's up. Yeah, a lot of times, um, it's up to the individual. Yeah, people say say all kinds of things, <laughs> but a lot of times it's a uh, you know how well you wrestle. All right, so let's go and get back to the main point. So. Um, Craig Jones inadvertently explained the way people used to see chokes. All right. So let's go ahead and play it one more time. So this is regarding like the, 
uh, like say like guillotines and but this would be this the way this applies to to catch wrestling is that professional catch wrestling back in the heyday barred strangles so basically uh you know we're you know we're naked choke um guillotine bulldog choke and whatnot so let's have him explain it and he, he probably doesn't realize that he's actually explaining maybe the way someone might have explained uh their dislike of chokes um like in 1915 or something like that have you ever been stuck in a position and thought how the fuck did i get here i'm 10 times better than this clown well one of those positions is going to be guillotines and front head attacks quite often a inferior grappler could easily latch onto a guillotine of a superior grappler and that person <clears throat> will actually get the submission right it's the reason grapplers are scared to shoot takedowns we're scared to shoot because if we pull guard we're safe this guy's never going to submit us if we take a shot and we're shit at wrestling especially us australians what happens is we get put in a guillotine we get tapped by some arsehole that we're better at jiu-jitsu than so today what we're going to be covering in great detail is guillotine escapes Anaconda and Das escapes, and specific, I mean specifically all the variations of guillotine. Arm in, <clears throat> high wrist, high elbow. As I say many times in this, those are the three main ones. If uh, people are telling you there's many more, they're lying to you. <clears throat> those are the main variations of guillotine. So when I'm done with this today, and when you're done watching this, you won't be getting submitted by those arsehole blue belts that suck everywhere else. You're going to be able to expand your game, take shots, shoot up from guard, and have complete faith that we can complete those submission escapes and continue on to beating grapplers. We are better than. <laughs> All right. Uh, so well, well stated. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Especially with last week's uh, live stream, where historian Mike Chapman talked about when Earl Taddock and Joe Stecker, even though they sold out Madison Square Garden, they refused to then go on tour where they would do worked matches, like overturning matches. They refused to do that. Earl then basically uh, retired soon after, because uh, he already had another job basically to fall back onto. And so But anyway, Earl, in an early interview during World War One, when he was uh, training soldiers in wrestling, he stated that the easiest way to tell that someone's a novice in grappling, or that someone, his his word was green, someone's green, is if they're trying to choke somebody. Right. So, so there. So, but anyway, when I saw uh, the video, Craig Jones about he put it in there humorous way and um, yeah there's this really good defense for uh, to protect yourself from getting choked and whatnot so um, there's try not to worry too much and to work on your catch wrestling and all that um, all right, get back to some of your questions here Henry I live in Southeast Asia unfortunately there is not um yeah so which which uh which country do you live in south i used to go to 
or often teach seminars. Uh, once I, I was hearing that Singapore is going to be allowing uh, vaccinated Americans back in or vaccinated back in um, because we have a lot of friends who have still been wanting to um, do seminars. So uh, Singapore uh, for me, um, from Los Angeles. Um, oh, you live in Indonesia. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, Indonesia is great too. I live in Yeah, pretty close. It's actually very close. Um, so, yeah, it would be a problem. So, um, those types of trips really aren't a problem. So, uh, if you happen to be, if you have your own school, you know, it would it'd be great to do a seminar there. Um, so yeah, just you know, keep me posted. Uh, you can always message our, any of our social media. And I believe if you go to the about page on our YouTube channel, I believe you can message us or whatever through YouTube or something like that. But it's usually pretty easy through Facebook page, My Personal Alliance, or our Instagram, My Personal Alliance. Um, so if you wanted to do the online training, then you can also do our CWA Academy that, that you can click through our website. Um, it's pretty easy to find. Um, and you can do the, the online lessons there. I mean, I'll take a gravit day over guillotine. Uh, yeah, it's really true. Really true. It's a great technique. And yes, you can get a commission very fast um, over uh, choking someone. Right, once you get that, once you get the control over their head, uh, you know, you got their neck locked up, then a lot of times they'll submit because, uh, you know, they they also get scared too. Right, with a choke, I mean, it's true that you can, um, um, you you know, you, you'll, you'll know that you don't have much time left and so then you can kind of panic, but a lot of times uh, more experienced person, they'll still be able to have uh, their wits about them enough where they can set up some sort of counter um, so then they can they can escape. Or, you know, sometimes a standing guillotine, like that counter, one of the counters is, it's really cool that I like a lot is like where you, know, you pick someone up and then you, you slam them down and you, you basically land in side control, which really relieves uh, the tightness of their choke. So, um, um, it's real easy to um, uh, to just escape from there, even though they might still have your their arm around your neck. All right, All right. Henricus, um, thank you for the info. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, actually, I spent a lot of time in Bali. Um, I'd love to go to see other parts of Indonesia. Yeah. keep on asking questions or making comments um so just know that one of the main reasons why professional wrestling in the heyday or like the, the apex of catch wrestling why strangles were barred is because not only did the wrestlers feel the way craig jones was talking about but also the public felt the same way and they also felt that it didn't show chokes didn't show enough control over the other person 
um, and it, it seemed barbaric, right? So that was another aspect. So there's so many different things that were not in favor <laughs> of chokes being uh, allowed in competitions, so they were barred. They were barred a long time ago. Shin Hee E, neck crank is faster than the choke, I believe, so if you want to dish out pain fast, the neck crank is the, the way to go. Uh, yes, that's true. So a lot of times you can get the submission hold much faster. Or you get the tap much faster. So I think I did. I, oh, I don't know if I shared it. I think I uh, I got the clip of the the first competition uh, that I was at in Wigan. Uh, I won by a neck crank um, over one of the Wigan's uh, wrestlers. Uh, but yeah, I ended up um, you know flattening out, getting the guy flat, and then I. I just cross-faced him really hard, and then he submitted. So, um, again, that was way faster than a choke. And uh, say if it was a no-gi um, competition, you know, people were really good at defending chokes. So um, I might not have been able to have even got my hand under the, the chin to choke the person. Um, so, you know, that, that cross-face neck crank really worked in that, in that instance. So, and you'll find the more, like, the more you have uh, partners that are willing to allow you to neck crank, you'll see that, um, you know, you get submissions. And then, say, like, uh, also, too, if you're doing no-gi competition, uh, they're getting more lax about neck cranks as well. Or you can even kind of turn a lot of these these choke attempts into neck cranks. Um, like, one example is um, the, was it the neck crank that Khabib did against Conor McGregor? Um I don't think it was even that that difficult or like that painful of a neck crank, um, but McGregor uh, tapped out to it, right? So Shinhee, even I even go take a gravit and half guard and spook the guy. <clears throat> yeah, so that's the thing. Like, so these types of things, like trying to go for the front face lock uh, from guard and half guard. Yes, we have a we have a video that kind of shows that it was. Uh, where uh, my my old buddy, um, you know, Ian Bromley in England, he demonstrates something very, very similar. Um, so that should be on our YouTube channel. And I believe I just made it where it's a, like a, a YouTube short, right? So it's a vertical video, Ian Bromley. Just check it. It shouldn't have been too long ago, maybe within the past couple of months. So you can just kind of Oh, 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 also, so like on our YouTube channel, we made, or I made a playlist. It's called Vertical Shorts. So you, I, I make sure that all the all of the shorts are in that one playlist. So you can easily go through and find it there. Um, yeah, I guess you can go to uploads. You know, there's many ways you can search our YouTube channel. We've got tons of videos there. So I try to make playlists to try to um, uh, make sure you don't get lost in all the videos. Because I think we have a few hundred up there. So, but anyway, there's one that kind of shows that neck crank from half guard uh, demonstrated by Ian Bromley, the late, great Ian Bromley. So one of my dear friends. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to kind of uh, let people know about like our, who listen to the, the, the podcast version of this. Hopefully, you might be watching the the Twitch or the or the YouTube live stream because that usually do that first. 
Um, so we're, we actually are switching the host of our uh, of our audio files. So it's going to go. It's going to come from our website from now on. So it's all going to be stored on our website. So uh, if like you can play, you will be able to play um, the our podcasts from directly from our website, and hopefully within the next few days, um, it'll the the feed will go back out to like if you go if you listen through iTunes or like Google Podcasts or whatever. Uh, right now, it hasn't been refreshed, but it has been refreshed already on Spotify. Um, so uh, you know you can definitely listen to this episode on Spotify. Um, but if you, um, if you happen to be watching this and you usually listen on something else, like any of the other, uh, podcast apps, especially iTunes, um, they're, they're taking, a, they're taking their sweet time to refresh everything so that they would be taking our podcast files from our website. So, but anyway, Spotify already did. So those of you who listen to Spotify, there'd be no interruptions. Um, but you can always uh, directly listen to it from our website. So I, I put a, a link on the top of our, our homepage where it says podcasts. And so then you'll see our, our, our podcasts there. So you can actually just, uh, they're easy to play from our website. So it should look really cool. So, um, and yeah, you'd be able to play every episode. Every episode's there. They're not, and none of them are lost or anything like that. So we just shifted over uh, from actually from Spotify, which is kind of kind of weird where it's like, uh, they're actually the most easy to uh, to set everything back up for us, even though I, I took all the files and just placed them back on our, on the Catch Wrestling Alliance website um, so that we can just, we can just have everything on our website. And so then that means there'd be like no ad, um, you know, in front of our podcast from, from now on, unless someone wants to advertise something and then we can work, work out a deal or something. Uh, then maybe we can talk about their whatever their service. Um, okay, so so say like uh, Henricus living in Indonesia or those um, uh, who like live in other countries or other parts of the United States that are far away from Los Angeles or far away from my good friend on in the East Coast, John Strickland. Um, then we have the Catch Wrestling Alliance Academy. So that's through our website, catchwrestlingalliance.com. You can also uh, support us through our YouTube channel. Um, you can become a member, and we have a lot of uh, videos that are behind the membership wall. Um, so you can see there's different tiers there. Um, we're trying to add videos even for the lowest tier. Um, so there's a bunch of things that um, are up there that are like fun or um, or they were pretty cool. Like we did a demo in Frank Gotch's hometown where he, the same park where he used to train, which is really cool. Where, so we were able to do a, like a catch wrestling demo, like a hundred years after him, which was amazing, amazing. Um, um, so yeah, really historic, all that's up there. Uh, so feel free to support us in any way uh, you can. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to become a catch wrestler, you don't have to do the, the catch wrestling uh, academy. We also have other, videos or other courses up there including like the the sanda and catch wrestling takedown combinations for mma i believe that's i think that's the, the really long title for it so we show a lot of uh takedowns from a mma or, or kickboxing situation um so so that's all all that's up there on our website 
but then you can also become a member of our YouTube channel. So there's plenty of ways to support us. And thank you to all of you who are currently supporting us uh, through our YouTube channel. Really appreciate it. And everyone who's a, a CWA Academy student, I really appreciate it. Uh, Shinhee, um, is your friend Eric still in New Zealand? Yep, still in New Zealand. And Shinhee himself is in New Zealand. Uh, we also have a student in the Philippines and uh, some in Singapore. So, um, um, yeah, let's see if we can keep growing. And actually, that that part of the the globe, that part of the Pacific Rim, is really cool. Where it's like. Um, from Southeast Asia down to Australia, New Zealand, a really cool, um, a lot of cool people, a lot of really nice people. So uh, I really enjoy being all throughout that, that those countries. Um, so have me back, have me back. <laughs> especially now that uh, some of these countries that have been really strict uh, since they're kind of allowing um, travel. I'd love to, I'd love to be back and, um, you know, so. So take me back, guys. <laughs> All right. So I think we'll go ahead and uh, call it a day. Thank you very much for listening. Um, you know, just I really appreciate everyone's support. And then you know, together, we really help keep real wrestling alive. Thank you.